Alec Burks guarding it from the start. Wiggins again. Here's Curry for the record. It's good! And there it is! Stephen Curry! The all-time three-point king of the NBA! Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. Steph Curry. The man. Steph Curry. The myth. We knew it was going to happen this season. We knew it was going to happen relatively soon. And it happened. Finally, Steph Curry. Finally happened. Officially, Steph Curry, the greatest shooter in the history of the game. And it's going to continue too. Like this Steph Curry is far from done, right? Like this this record will continue every single three-pointer that he makes from here on out. Just a shade under 3000, so 2974 threes. It's a lot of three-pointers. Yeah. This guy revolutionized the way the game is played. From the late 2000s onwards i mean like that era is like when the shaquille o'neal era was just ending and you had to have it was a big man sport yeah it was it was tough it was a low post game enter steph curry he comes in and he just shakes all of that up he changes the way the game is played he changes how the three-pointer is um how often it's shot how quicker the game is now you have the new generation of, of basketball players coming through have to have a three-pointer shot now. And that's including big men. You have to be able to shoot threes. Unless your name is Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons cannot shoot layups. True. He can pass layups, though. <laughs> He's scared sure. of the ball. But that's a whole other thing. That's Ben Simmons. We're talking. We're giving credit where credit's due and credit, respect, you need to put some respect on this man's name, Steph Curry, the appointed now the greatest shooter of all time, surpassing Ray Allen for that title. And the fact that Reggie Miller and Ray Allen were both at that game too, and that like that photo afterwards of them just like that the fact that it was gonna happen, right? The fact that like everyone knew that that was coming, everyone knew that like because he tied the record and then broke it in the same game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Just no, I was going to yeah. say, just like the the fact that the game, the whole game, just stopped to recognize that. You know what I mean? Like it was middle of the first, right? And the whole game just stopped, and like there was a timeout called, and everyone just came onto the court and realized this historic moment, this moment that will live on in history, like of of Steph hitting that, beating his chest, Steph getting emotional afterwards, like. Steph even said himself, you know, he's he was hesitant to call him the greatest himself the greatest shooter of all time before that, and now he's confident in saying that he's the greatest shooter of all time. Steph Curry had a very interesting upbringing, you know. What I mean, going through Davidson, coming into the league, to, for compare where he is Son today, of a raptor, you know, compare where he, I mean, you still you saw those videos of him at the old Air Canada Center mm-hmm. when Del Curry was a member of the Toronto Raptors when he was on the court like pregame and, and putting hoisting up threes. 
You know what yeah. I mean? At like nine years old, yeah. you know, or eight years old, or however old he was. And now look at him. Right? Like he <clears throat> has revolutionized the way the game is played, right? You're going to see so. Look at guys like Trey Young, who's coming to the league, who is a almost an identical model of what Steph Curry has been doing the last 10 years. Damian Lillard. <clears throat> Damian Lillard. Right? These guys are based. Their game is based off of their three-point shot. You know, like, you're going to continue to see guys come through the league, maybe who are undersized, who are overlooked, who maybe scouts say they lack talent in other departments. Fred Van Vliet was undrafted. Fred Van Vliet. Completely undrafted. Did not, was not picked by any team. Yeah. Because he was overlooked for his size. Great shot, great handles. That's what Seth Curry is. That's what Fred Van Vliet is. For Van Vliet is now one of the best lockdown guard defenders in the league. And he's earned that. He's worked his ass off for that. So I think, you know, the same way Jordan inspired guys like LeBron James to be who they are, Steph Curry is inspiring the next generation to be as great or even better than he is. My question for you, Josh, is can you see... I mean, this record's going to continue to grow with Steph Curry not seemingly wanting to retire anytime soon. But do you see this record ever being broken? Whatever record he does set, send? I don't think so. I don't, I really don't think so. Um, the fact that Steph has done it for this long, consistently for this long, like you see some of the records that he has to his name, like no one even comes close to him. Like even before this three-point record, like no one even came close to him. So like I think Steph is the greatest shooter of all, of all time. Steph is one of the greatest players all around of all time. So like, I don't see this ever being broken. I mean, like who's to say like a hundred years from now, we don't see another like player that comes in and changes the game. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I don't see this ever being broken. Is he in the running or is he the odds on favorite to win MVP this year? I think he's, he's in the conversation. I wouldn't say he's the front runner. I, I definitely think he's he's in the conversation. I think it's between him and Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant currently has better stats. I was going to say Kevin Durant. Like, if you put their peripheral side by side. Or Precious Achiuwa. He's up there, This too. week alone, Kevin Durant's putting up 39 <laughs> points. Not even going to make a comment on my Precious commenting. You want Precious Achiuwa? Yeah, Precious. He's uh, in the MVP. Yep, I want him in the conversation. Absolutely. Anyways, continue, as you were. You wanted to shed light on it. Let's talk. Let's talk about that. <laughs> He's a monster. He's a. Uh, I mean, we're gonna talk about the Raptors in a little bit, but like the, the the Raptors are coming into their own now. I know they were up against a, a, a Nets team that was COVID stricken, but um, but I no, they looked really good in that overtime too. Like they they held their own. I mean the the, the Raptors. <laughs> In that overtime game, I don't know if you saw the game at halftime when, you know, tempers were starting to flare. Gary Trent actually got really animated and he, you know, like wasn't having any of that. You know, Gary Trent always has the same look on his face. I don't think I've ever seen Gary Trent smile. Oh, yeah. I saw him. I've seen him him smile. smile? 100%. He just seems like he's always got his game face on. He's always serious and he's always got that chip on his shoulder, which I love. You know, like there's some yeah. players in the game that like have their that chip on their shoulder, and that's how they play. He plays the same way Gilbert <clears throat> Arenas used to play. 
Gilbert Arenas had number zero on his back because no one wanted to draft him until the second round. Mm-hmm. And that was he was known as Agent Zero because he had this massive chip on his shoulder. He just wanted to prove everyone wrong that he was, in fact, a first-rounder. And he went about that the entire his entire career mm. until he pulled a gun on someone in the locker room and his career ended. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Um, but but no. that's that's exactly the chip that um, Gary Trent has <laughs> as well. So Gary Trent at halftime in that game was saying, "Hey, there's still another whole second half. We're down ten. Yeah. And what did the Raptors do in the third quarter? They outscored the Nets by twenty. Mm-hmm. Only to lose in overtime, but still. I know it was a it was a tough loss. Um, yeah, the Raptors have had a lot of tough losses recently. Um, like, remember? Did you see that um, the last minute shot by Champagne? Like, where it literally just left his finger a, a millisecond too late. Yeah, and they would have got the win. I mean, the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> I I feel like they're making great progress throughout the season. They're their challenges are definitely beatable. You know, they can overcome their challenges right now. The Raptors are rumored. Well, before I get into the Raptors being rumored, the Indiana Pacers are rumored to want to I rebuild like their like entire team. And, yeah. and they're saying that no one is safe from being traded on that team. Which means guys like Miles Turner, guys like DeMontes Sabonis. I'm not sure why they would want to rebuild, but... They apparently are on the trading block, and I guess they've been too stagnant for too many years. Yeah, fair. Their but star players are, are starting to you know, reach that fair. hump where they're starting to <clears throat> slowly hit the decline. I think the Raptors can capitalize on, on the availability of these players. Guys like Miles Turner and Sabonis, who they've coveted for a long time and actually have tried to acquire for a long time. So. I've seen, yeah, I've seen the Miles Turner um, rumors pretty much the majority of this season. The fact that, you know, <clears throat> Miles Turner wants more from a team and the the fact that the Pacers just can't give that to him right now. And he, like, Miles Turner is still in his prime. Very much so. And He's so... A premier defender in the paint. <clears throat> the Raptors haven't really had that presence since, you know, we lost Serge Ibaka and Marcus All. So if we were to bring, like, a a genuine big man, like not like a, a Ken Birch or a Aaron Baines, like an actual like Miles Turner who can put up numbers, gives you triple doubles sometimes even, and, you know, is a hardcore defender. They haven't really had that since those guys left. There also is a rumor, I don't know if you heard this, um, that Serge Ibaka was getting traded back to the Raptors. How do you feel about that? I... I mean, I love Serge. I love him to death. I don't think he would have the same role if he came back to the Raptors. Um, he hasn't really had a great tenure with the Clippers since he left. Um, it's been very like injury-riddled. I don't think he's played many games this season so far. Yeah, you're not getting the Serge Ibaka back that we knew a few years ago when we had that championship run. Um, I think Serge is in a different stage of his career at this point. You know, Serge is a, a role player coming off the bench. Yeah. Limited minutes. His body can't withstand a full 36 minutes a game anymore. You know, it just, he, he's great in, in spurts. I can see him, you know, being really useful with the second team. The Raptors, I feel like, are in a good spot, though. You know, they beat the Knicks 
Um, mm-hmm. And the Kings, they beat the Knicks, Knicks and they Kings. They destroyed the Kings. At the beginning of the week, only to drop a very winnable game against like a depleted yeah. Nets team um, without James Harden. Uh, but, you know, guys like Chris Boucher has gotten a lot more playing time mm-hmm. recently um, with Kemberge. Well, Kemberge and Achirua are out of the lineup. So right now, guys like or, or Chris Boucher is averaging almost 14 points and eight rebounds a game. Mm-hmm. And he's getting his blocks. So I think he's starting to get his swagger back a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Boucher, I said over the offseason, this man needs to put it on, put on some weight. I knew that was coming. I was wondering. I should have made a bet. I had a timer going. Anyways, continue. You were like the over-under on yeah, when yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to talk about it. Yeah. Chris Boucher, <clears throat> I know you're listening. Oh, yeah, he's listening. Your minutes are going up, Chris Boucher. Maybe because he's eating more. Chris Boucher. No, I, I don't. Need I'm you not playing in into the this. gym. I'm not playing into this. In this the gym, nice. Chris Boucher. In the gym. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You're still getting outworked for rebounds. Rebounds. Is that the French way of saying it for Chris Boucher? I suppose so. Rebounds. Get your rebounds. Anyways. Anyways. This conversation took a turn. Scotty Barnes <clears throat> is, as per Coach Nurse, is apparently getting taller. And he's apparently... I heard that. Did yeah. you hear that? He's apparently 6'10 now. 6'10, 6'11, maybe even 7. Who knows? <laughs> How fucking tall is this guy? Yeah, he's he's gonna... also... He's playing well. He's starting to shoot three-pointers a little bit better. You know, he's knocking them down. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get him in our fantasy. He's averaging 17 and 10 this week on 49% shooting from the field. Scotty Parnes is only going to increase and get better as the season goes. That's not to say he's not going to have terrible games. He's a rookie. He's going to have great games. He's going to have terrible games. He's going to make a lot of mistakes. This is a learning curve, as every rookie goes through. LeBron James only averaged like 17 points a game in his first season. So, again, if Scotty Barnes can average 18 points this year, he's immediately better than LeBron James. I would say so, yeah. 100%. You can't even talk about LeBron James anymore without Scotty Barnes coming up in the same conversation. Uh, did you see the the tweet that Skip Bayless made after that uh, Raptors Nets game about Kevin Durant? What about Kevin Durant? So he said, uh, "I forgot. I'm not going to quote it um, directly, but he basically Skip Bayless basically tweeted out um, the greatest player in the planet, Kevin Durant, going to work on um, for this depleted um, Nets team against the Raptors." And he, then he ended the tweet off with, "You watching, Braun?" And then Kevin Durant tweeted back at him saying, I really don't like you. And everyone's like, Kevin Durant is the greatest player this season to do that to the Raptors and then immediately go on Twitter following the game and destroy Skip Bayless as well. He still had some energy left after the game to say... He was fired up. Yeah. And like, obviously all these great players in the league are friends like they all play on the the u.s team they all play in the all-star games they all like have each other's numbers obviously they like try to recruit each other to each other's team as you saw with you know any big three that's ever happened is from tampering like let's not kid ourselves here you think it's because of tampering every big three is because of tampering every big three are you kidding you think the lakers if if we said that LeBron wasn't allowed to text Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, 
about trades, about, you know, recruitment at all, that big three would never be a thing. I think it's only tampering when, I don't even know when what tampering is. You know, I don't even know. Like how, when like, the Nets. I think it's when the window's <laughs> not open, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you can recruit anyone. I mean, you, you used to see um, guys take other guys out for dinner and show yeah. them around the city. You know, we've had guys come to Toronto and be wined and dined. Is that before. not tampering? I don't think that's tampering. It's yeah. It's only tampering with... when they're still under contract with another team. That's what was happening. Anthony Davis was still under contract with that team. All those players that the Lakers got rid of were still under contract with the Lakers. There was a trade. Yeah, that, that was a made. trade. Yeah, same thing with Westbrook. They traded all Caldwell Pope. They traded Kyle Kuzma, Montrez mm-hmm. Harrell. Speaking of Westbrook. He's in the, he's on the rumor mill um, for potentially being traded. Really? You haven't heard this? I have not heard that. Yeah, there, there. Why is a high chance that Westbrook gets traded? No way. Yeah, with the slow start that the Lakers have, there is absolutely no. Do you really think that the Lakers have a chance of winning the championship this year? No, because they got rid of all their players. Everyone that was on their team that made their team win a championship, they got rid of. I really think, you know, Westbrook could get unloaded for a guy like Ben Simmons. Oh, my gosh. You really think so? I don't think it would happen straight up like Westbrook for Simmons. But, I mean, that that sort of deal doesn't appear like it's likely. But Westbrook's not a player that the the Sixers hope to acquire. But if they're not going to get much... For Ben Simmons, would would the 76ers not be best to go out and get a guy like Westbrook? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> but they, they, I mean, they really need a point guard. Like, Ben Simmons, he's on paper, he's a point guard, but he's not a point guard. Like, point guards need to shoot threes. Yeah, so there's the, there's Jake Fisher like uh, from BR reported the Lakers have held internal discussions on trade scenarios. It's obviously not that internal if we're reading it if online. If we're reading it, yeah. Um, I mean, we I guess we don't really know to the extent of these trade talks. The Lakers are also one of several teams interested in the 76ers guard. So, I mean, this is a very salary-ridden group around those that big 3. If they're going to try and improve this team, it's probably it's like you not you know they're not going to trade Anthony Davis. You know LeBron James is a GM, the coach, water boy. the water boy, mm-hmm. the advisor. And the recruiter, apparently. He's everything. Yeah. He is the team, so he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Westbrook has a $44.4 million salary this year, and he has a $47.1 million player option, which he'd be stupid to not take uh, in 2022, next year. So I think you know you're probably going to see guys – available come the deadline or even before you're already starting to see guys like jeremy grant in the rumor mill i think you know a deal is probably going to happen with russell westbrook this year how many teams do you think russell westbrook is going to play for by the time he retires he's making his way around he can be the ryan fitzpatrick of the nba yeah he wants to point guard as many teams as he can yeah before he retires his jersey collection must be insane. Um, but anyways, we talk about... He'll um, never play for the Raptors. 
you'll, no, you'll never play for the Raptors. Speaking of the Raptors um, and the challenges they've had to face so far this season, another pretty big challenge has now come their way. I like that. I like that uh, transition. I've been learning um, from you, Neil. It's a great your segues. It was great. Um, but yeah, they have now. Well, they will now have to face the challenge as of this Saturday, December, whatever this Saturday is, eighteenth. The Raptors will now have a capacity limit in their stadium, Scotiabank Arena, of fifty percent. So, it's one step forward, two steps backwards here in Ontario. Um, COVID cases are pretty much through the roof right now, um, growing exponentially. So. The Raptors have now gone back to 50% capacity in their games. So it's going to be like playing in Tampa again for the Toronto Raptors, pretty much. Because, um, I mean, we just have to make sure this this 50% capacity fandom... Um, obviously, they're not going to be put in the, in the 500s. They're going to be in the 100s and the 200s. I would hope. I would hope. But, um, yeah, they've just got to be as loud as humanly possible. To make sure this Raptors team still has that home court advantage when they're playing at home. Yeah, I mean, this is the first step. I mean, last year, this time last year, they just shut down the league, right? Or two years ago, they just shut shut down the league. They have about 25 players, the NBA does, in the COVID protocol right now, including stars like Giannis. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so, you know, Having the Raptors, they've already had a game rescheduled against the Bulls. It was which is to be meant tonight. to be tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it was postponed. Um, there, there's just so much going on in every sport right now. This is a, it's not just affecting the NBA. It's mm-hmm. affecting the NFL. It's affecting the NHL. We'll get to the NFL in a moment, but in the NBA, you know, you're going to start seeing more and more of this in the in the very near future, as this happens, right? Amir Khan is a very real thing and it is spreading across sports as you see my big beef is josh with chris boucher what well obviously with chris boucher but what protocols are in place or what rules are in place for when players pre-game when they come out and go say hello to the other team or post-game at the end of the game when they go and 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 daps everyone up and and chat about how they're doing and and get friendly it, it's shit like that that makes me wonder what like what are we doing to stop that is there a rule in place because the reason i ask that josh is there's a lot of unvaxxed players still out there mm-hmm. there's a lot of you, you look at the the in the nfl you look at a game that happened this monday with the LA Rams and Arizona Cardinals. And you look at a guy like Odell Beckham who tested positive the day after the game happened. Yeah. He was taking photos with guys like Randy Moss, like very close to Randy Moss. Mm -hmm. He was taking photos with like exchanging pleasantries with the other team the entire time. He was shaking hands with fans. Mm -hmm. I remember when COVID first started becoming a thing, Players like, you know, Bradley Beal were saying, you know, like making public announcements saying, I love my fans, but for the time being, like, I'm going to have to stop signing autographs and stop saying hello to fans before the game and after the game. Um, He's like, it's nothing against you guys, but this is just like a precaution I have to take. 
Like, are we heading in that direction? Like, I don't, I think in the States, in the NBA, in the NHL, a lot of them have already put COVID behind them, right? Like they're, the lack of care is imminent, is prominent. It's, it's just like no one cares anymore. Yeah. What, what I'm saying is this is a stern reminder of the reality of how we're not even close to being out of the woods of this no. thing yet. And yeah, like we, we all want to get back to our normal lives, but in sports, those are the role models. Those are the, the people that millions of people are watching, mm-hmm. you know, and if they're seeing this, you know, this large superstar in the NFL, Odell Beckham, behave a certain way and then the very next day test positive and put everyone he just spoke with everyone he just played with everyone he was in a vicinity a close vicinity of at risk that sends the message that you don't really give a fuck as a league mm-hmm. you have to stop that immediately in every league in hockey in basketball in lacrosse in badminton in whatever sport you fucking exchange pleasantries in, you have to stop the pregame and postgame. Oh, the, the you pleasantries go in badminton just... Oh, they, they're insane. They all yeah. just make out with each other pretty much, yeah. It's really tight. Yeah. yeah. Tight Everything's just tight and moist. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yep. A lot of conversations taking a turn in this, in this episode today. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. Um... This also probably proves that Kyrie Irving will not play a single game in this entire season. More than 140 <coughs> NHL players have been on the COVID protocol list this season. More than 140 players. There's an outbreak in Calgary right now. Of course there is. Like There's 10 Bulls players. All of their stars are on the COVID list. They're not going to be able to play for a little while. Mm-hmm. And especially when you have like players that aren't vaccinated, players that are yeah are still yeah. not vaccinated. The NFL has two Saturday games this week. Keep in mind there are no football game, no college football games on Saturday. So those two NFL games that are being played this Saturday are actual primetime games. They will be watched by all of the world. No one will have any college football to watch. No one will have any college football to bet on. Those are massive games with huge implications. There's no way those games are getting canceled. The Cleveland Browns have so many players that are on the protocol list right now, and we will be playing shorthanded that game. They're calling up emergency guys from the practice squad that have never played in the NFL before. Yeah, Roger Goodell will not cancel that game. No, it's not getting canceled. Mm Mm-mm. We saw last year the Denver Broncos, who played a wide receiver at their quarterback position because four of their quarterbacks had COVID. Yeah, I remember that. And, you know, it didn't end up well (laughs) for them. So I'm hoping that, you know, teams, if not the league, teams start to take this a little bit more serious and actually put in a a, a protocol here where they take this a little bit more seriously. Mm -hmm. They enforce this. They enforce their players to not interact with other teams, you know, to not interact with the fans, to not interact with each other, and just yeah. try to, you know, be a little bit safer. 
I mean, I guess we'll see. I, I yeah, I don't know. I can't answer that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speculate that things will be different because I, I honestly don't think they will be. But um, yeah, everyone, like you said, everyone's gonna be watching, and this is the you have to set an example. You have to you know make a stand against this. Obviously, Ontario is making yeah. that stand with 50% capacity, but we'll see. All right, uh, we'll move on to Urban Meyer. Well, we won't talk about him. <laughs> Uh, too too long here. But, dumpster uh, fire to dumpster fire. Urban Meyer had 13 games in the NFL. Lost 11 of them. He had a shit ton of missteps along the way. He probably ruined a generational <laughs> talent in Trevor Lawrence. I No, I, I think Trevor Lawrence will be fine. Trevor Lawrence is not fine right now. Well, no, I mean, because if, he's playing under Urban Meyer. 13 games. It's insane. He went two and eleven. Sucks. Like, let's not. Yeah, you can, he, to be fair, Meyer. I I don't want to give him any sort of, you know, defense here. Um, but he did inherit a pretty trash team in the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars inherited a pretty trash coach. Yeah, they were made for each other. Yeah, it was perfect. Um, but yeah, no, just like the media was all over Urban Meyer this entire season ever since he was caught um, in a bar dancing up on some college girl. Um, I'm, he's married, um, by the way. Uh, but yeah, no, and now we're seeing the, the story from uh, Josh Lambeau, former kicker for the, for the Jags. Um, you know, him going up and kicking him in a pregame. If you kick your players, your players are going to revolt against you. It's just common sense. Meyer, yeah, I kicked a player, but I'm looking at like some highlights or some lowlights, I guess you can call it, from this season from Urban Meyer. Don't forget, he tried to sign 2007 Heisman Trophy winner Tim, Tim Tebow, Tebow yeah. to play tight end. He actually tried to get him to play tight end. He held a fake quarterback competition between Trevor Lawrence and... Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew yeah. He actually held a fake competition between the two. He actually, he countless times misused the running back James Robinson, who had a breakout season last year, mm-hmm. and just as very weak, benched him after fumbling this past week. And you, you look at guys who are misused this year and have taken a massive step back. Don't forget about James Robinson. James Robinson was a top 10 running back last year. Oh, I know. And, yeah, I don't I don't think... That's why I'm saying Trevor Lawrence will be fine, just like James mm-hmm. Robinson will be fine. Like, he will... He was drafted number one overall, like, resoundingly number one overall, Trevor yeah. Lawrence was. And so, no, I, I think uh, you just need a coach that knows how to use a quarterback like that. Well, speaking of Trevor Lawrence... Uh, hopefully he can turn it around. There's still a few games left on the uh, schedule here. He's got four four games left. Uh, interim coach, uh, their offensive coach previous, will be taking over. So he has a good rapport with him. Hopefully we're going to see something out of Trevor Lawrence. And we'll, that will hopefully now segue into our F-Pal. Oh, you're pointing to me for the soundbite here. <laughs> 
I got to give you the soundbite so that like, <laughs> it's not just a random point to Josh when you want the soundbite. Well, I was transitioning from, you know, speaking of Trevor Lawrence potentially lighting it up in the past, in the next four weeks at the end of the year here. No, I, I applaud the transition. Don't get me wrong. I um, like his chances of, of going off. And actually, uh, you know, I really think we're going to see the true Trevor Lawrence here when Urban Meyer, is, Urban Meyer isn't calling all the shots from the sideline. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, do you want to start off with FPOW or do you want me to start? I can start us off. You know, we had some unfortunate news come out this week about um, DeAndre Hopkins, who suffered a very serious, oh, medium serious, I'd say, yeah, was... knee injury mm-hmm. this past Monday against the LA Rams. It is now reported that DeAndre Hopkins will miss the next several weeks likely the next four weeks of the regular season with the hopes that he is going to be able to return for their playoffs Mm -hmm. if they get that far um with that news coming out i raced to the waiver wires and i picked up christian kirk if you have a chance in your league you probably don't at this stage but if christian kirk He's, he was he was available in sixty eight percent of the leagues. Now seventy two percent. So he's still available in twenty eight percent of the leagues. That might be one of you Quick guys up. listening. If you have a chance to go pick up Christian Kirk, I think he's now you know probably the one A receiver on that team uh, with Kyler Murray. And I think Kyler Murray, after the showing this past week, will come out guns blazing mm-hmm. in his next matchup against Detroit. So I think, you know, that's a, a really good matchup for these guys. Um, that might also be a run-heavy game. But going forward, you Yeah, will... they're going to... It'll be a run game after they build their lead. Mm-hmm. And the way they're, they're going to build their lead, I believe, is through Christian Kirk. So I think he's a, a lock for at least seven receptions and 90 yards with a touchdown. So that's good enough for me. Go out and pick him up. His name's Christian Kirk. Captain Kirk. I'm going to, my first FPOW is going to be uh, pretty much the same explanation, but different wide receiver on that team. And that's AJ Green. 1B. 1B. Um, I mean, Neil just said it all. Um, They don't have DeAndre Hopkins. They won't have him for the rest of the regular season. Um, But this is a team that's very playoff relevant right now. And they're trying to figure out where they're going to finish in the playoffs. And so AJ Green is going to be part of this offense. Um, much will Christian Kirk. Um, I don't think it's going to be a one A one B. I I think they're going to be they're going to have very <laughs> similar stats. AJ Green and Christian Kirk. Um, so if AJ Green is not on your roster, he's only fifty percent, fifty seven percent rather rostered. Uh, go out and get him for sure. Yeah, my second pickup of the week this week is a guy who. You know, you might have heard of in the past, and he has been floating around. He was actually drafted in 2018 as a first-round pick, and he does obviously have some natural talent and ability. He plays for the Seattle Seahawks. His name is Rashad Penny, Mm -hmm. and now Seattle has been looking for some stability at the running back position for a while now. They've been looking for a bona fide rusher. Um, Rashad Penny gives them that. You know, they since Chris Carson went down with a season-ending injury, they've been f- like really, really fluttering at that position. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rashad Penny, what he did this past week, he only rushed for 16 times and 137 yards and two touchdowns. That's it. 
Only. Uh, he's oh, only sorry. rostered, at least going into this week, he was only rostered in 5% of leagues, so he still might be available for you at this stage. Uh, go out and get him. Rashad Penny, he is going to light it up this week. Guaranteed. Yeah. Um, my yeah. second pickup of the week is uh, a wide receiver. I'm going wide receiver again. He's on a team that's basically had to restructure their offense a couple times this season. Um, he's part of the LA Rams offense. Um, there's been a lot of moving pieces in this offense, you know, with Robert Woods going down um, with his season ending injury. And now Odell um, is probably not going to play this weekend um, because he's on the COVID list. And so I'm saying go pick up Van Jefferson. I think um, yeah. he's he's be becoming very heavily rostered. He's I think it's 72% owned right now, but um, he's been lighting it up ever since Robert Woods went down. So he's had to find a new role on this team once once Robert Woods went down. So yeah, he is uh, heavily targeted by Matt Stafford. So go out and get him. Um, also. I should say that um, the results of our fantasy league that Neil and I are in, um, playoffs are starting this week. Um, your boy Josh was unable to make playoffs. Um, but I finished with uh, the same record as Neil. Neil just um, made the playoffs um, with point differential. So congratulations, Neil, on making the playoffs. Um, however, I did go two and zero against you on the season. So I mean, that's who's the real winner here. That's your literal like, that's your saving grace right there, I suppose. Eh? Is that I went two and zero against you on the season? You went two and zero against me, but honestly, Josh, like small wins for you. I only have one sound bite for you before I send off. Here. Oh my god! <laughs> that's what you were doing over there on your laptop. <laughs> Oh my God! It's yeah. okay. It's always next season for you, but there is always next season. We did we did up the buy in this year because I was I was really feeling good about this season. So yeah, yeah. Josh is gonna lose a lot of money. Well, this is Thursday, December sixteenth. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you again next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 